Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. This week, Colin, you've been talking more about the attitude we should have to faith and explaining that if Christ is in us, then we must let him work through us. We cannot both be in the driving seat. And uh, you're going to make this very practical today. Yes, it's it's a question not of doing in our, things in our own strength, but trusting in the Christ in us to work through us. Uh, now, this means that your weakness doesn't matter. This is good news because the problem for many Christians is they're trying to make themselves stronger. Uh, They say, you know, I must be stronger, I must have more power, and things like that. Well, you don't need any more power than the power you've already got if Christ is in you. In fact, it's not possible to receive any more power than the power of Christ. Uh, And, uh, of course, at the same time, you don't have to trust in your weakness or even be worried about your weakness if Christ is in you. Now, a good scripture to understand how this works out in practice was when Paul had his thorn in the flesh. Now, we don't have to discuss now what that thorn was. It doesn't matter. But what Jesus said to Paul and what he says as a result does matter because this is true for all of us. It's eternal truth. And I believe that the Lord allowed Paul to have this thorn in the flesh so that he could teach him this particular lesson that we get in this scripture. So this is what God said to Paul. My grace is sufficient for you, and my power is made perfect in weakness. I talked yesterday about what it means to be clothed with Christ, that we're living in him and he is living in us. Now, because we clothe ourselves with Christ, because we live in Christ, our weakness doesn't matter. You can do something in your own weakness or Christ in you can work in power. It's one or the other but you can't both do it together. It's not I, but Christ. So Paul was being taught this very important lesson that the thorn in the flesh, whatever it was, was making him feel weak as if he was failing and his prayer wasn't getting answered. But the Lord is saying to him, my grace What I have given is sufficient for you. Now, if Christ is living in you, you have all the resources, all the riches, all the ability, all the power you could ever need, no matter what situation or challenge confronts you. God has already given you, by his grace, remember, grace is what God gives, although we deserve nothing. He has given us his son, his own beloved son, to live in us. So Paul is learning this lesson from God. My grace, the grace of having Christ in you, is sufficient for you. Earlier in this same uh, epistle, Paul had said, You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, 
yet for your sakes he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. So if you have Christ in you, you have become rich. Spiritually, you have become rich. You have within you the answer to any particular need that arises in your life. Now, when God said this to Paul, what was his reaction? Well, he says, Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power can rest on me. You see, God says to him, My grace is sufficient for you, and my power is made perfect in your weakness. Why? Because when you recognize your weakness, it would be very foolish to pursue trusting in yourself, to continue to confront whatever situation uh, you are confronting in your own strength, or rather in your own weakness, if at the same time you have the power of Christ within you. So Paul learns from what God says, my power is made perfect in weakness. It's not a question of saying, God, I need more power. God, I need a further anointing. God, give me more power. No, no, no. It's recognizing that you're so weak that instead of you trying to do something, you say, Lord, you do it in me. Christ, you do it in me. There's a story of a, a young nine-year-old girl who was learning this lesson, and uh, she felt, uh, you know, at first a failure because every time uh, the devil tempted her, she had a real battle and a real struggle to resist temptation. And... Um, Somebody asked her once, how have you managed to overcome temptation? And uh, she said this, she said, you know, whenever Satan comes and knocks at my door, I used to say to him, go away, go away. But he never went away, he just persisted, and often I would fail to resist the temptation myself, and I would sin. But then I learned what it was to trust Jesus Christ in me. So then, when Satan came knocking at my door, I would say to Jesus, you go and open it. Now you see, that is a wonderful, wonderful little example of how to deal with temptation. Very practical thing that confronts all of us every day. We can try to fight it. Sometimes we win, sometimes we lose if we fight it in our own strength. But Christ cannot be tempted. Christ can never be overcome by temptation. So what is going to happen if you say, Lord, you resist this? The devil is going to have to come against Jesus, and the devil will never win against Jesus. He will never win, win against the glorified Christ. So obviously, he's going to enable you to have the victory. And Paul actually speaks in another context, but he's, he's speaking about a spiritual principle when he says God gives us the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. So in that particular case, you might feel very weak, but if you trust in the Lord, you will get the victory over the temptation. You do it, Lord. You do it in me. And Jesus is just waiting for you to say that. He's waiting for you to say that in whatever situation that you're in. You do it in me, Lord. You know, you don't have to try to get healed if you have the Christ in you. Lord, I thank you. You are my healer. You are living in me. You do the healing. 
I'm just trusting you. You do the healing, Lord. You do the healing in me. And of course, uh, we can reach out and touch the lives of other people um, with the healing power of God. Believers will lay hands on the sick. If you think you're going to heal, if, if you think there's something you've got to do in your own weakness, obviously you're not going to get very good results. But when you, you, you know Christ, you're living in me, Christ in me, I can reach out my hand, I can lay my hand on someone and say, you do it, Lord. You just do it. I'm just reaching out in your name. You heal this person. And of course, the power of God will go out to do that. There's an ease about this, isn't there? Absolute ease, because God wanted the life of faith to be accessible to every believer, no matter how young or how old or how inexperienced or how experienced. The danger is, you know, that when God begins to use you, you think you know something and you begin to trust in yourself and your knowledge and your experience instead of maintaining your trust in Christ. Now, Paul goes on to say the most incredible things. He says, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses. The power of Christ may rest on me. I, I can identify with this because I know that in myself I am so totally weak. There's absolutely nothing I can do. I can look back and thank God for a very fruitful ministry and all the wonderful things that I've seen Jesus Christ do. But I know I haven't done any of them. I know they're all Christ. And yes, he's worked in me and he's worked through me in many ways. And people are forever coming up to me and saying, oh, thank you, you know, I received a healing uh, at this meeting or I came to know the Lord at that meeting or through listening to your tapes or through reading one of your books or listening to a broadcast or seeing a television program. I mean, they're coming up to me all the time and saying this, never ever has anybody said anything like that without me replying, Praise the Lord. Give glory to God. Just thank Jesus. I will never, ever take any of that praise or acclaim to myself because it's not I who did it. It's Christ who did it in me. So you see, Paul says, I delight, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses and in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. Now, those things make most Christians really upset. They get upset if they get... Uh, insulted if they have to suffer any hardship or persecution. Paul was totally the opposite. He, he, he said, I rejoice in this. Why did he rejoice in those things? Because it just reminds me I don't matter. And I've received so much persecution, insults over the years. And I just say, thank you, Jesus, because Jesus tells us to rejoice when men persecute us, to rejoice when they speak all manner of evil against us falsely for his name's sake. Why? Because it just reminds us I don't matter. It doesn't matter what people think about me, say about me, what they do to me. I don't matter. All that matters is Christ in me. And, and if I get all upset because I have to go through a difficult time, that just shows you that I still think I'm important to myself. And, and God wants me to realize I'm not important. What is important is Christ in me. He is my identity. He is my new life. He is the one who gives my life meaning and significance. So Paul says, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. And I can say, amen to that. It's true for me. It's true for you. It's true for every believer. When we know we're weak, we can depend upon Christ. He will come forth in strength and in power. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 